The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com. Hey everybody, Joe Costello here. Welcome back to Hidden Horsepower. This is a very special edition for those of you who are longtime listeners and watch everything that goes out on the podcast feed, listen to everything that goes out on the podcast feed, and watch everything that goes out on the social channels. You may recall where we last left off, Matt Hartford, the CEO of Total Seal, who basically empowered this whole uh, show was going to the U.S. Nationals to run NHRA Drag Racing's biggest single race. For those of you that are maybe not as knowledgeable about drag racing, it's our biggest deal. It's the Daytona 500. It's the Indy 500. It's the Grand Prix of Monaco. It's a 24-hour Le Mans. Think about the biggest racer game. That's what Indy is for drag racing. I shouldn't have to say that. Bottom line is we had trackside tech talks, and we had a whole bunch of great things happen. Most importantly, in the Pro Stock Eliminator, Matt Hartford and his team won the race. They got the job done. So you can go back and listen to all the things that were said in the preview show and think about them in context to the fact that they got it done. Now, he's done nearly every drag racing media show. He's trying to do piston rings. But we had to get an interview for you guys so you could hear Hartford after winning the big go before they get ready for the NHRA countdown, which is going off this week in Maple Grove, Pennsylvania at the Pep Boys NHRA Nationals. Points reset. They're second in the points. They're going after the championship. So we got Hartford and we got Antron Brown. We're going to pick up the interview as we bring them together because Antron won as well. And we're going to run through the interview because Antron had a couple of choice words for Matt Hartford, something to do with champagne in his eye, et cetera, and so on. And then uh, we'll get heavy into Hartford. But what happens when the CEO of Total Seal Piston Rings goes out there and wins the U.S. Nationals? Let's find out. It's been totally amazing. We're truly blessed. But we will be not doing the sport any justice if we didn't do what we did by going out on our own at all. Yeah, no, I agree. And you're paying it forward already. The announcement that we had uh, a week ago with Angel and your plan for AB Motorsports Accelerate to bring in new people, paying it forward. Um, speaking of paying it forward, let's bring in a first-time U.S. Nationals winner, <laughs> right? He broke through. This is a career-defining win for him. You remember your first Indy. I don't think you sprayed anybody in the eye, though, uh, as we ring in Hartford. <laughs> Joe, hi Antron, hi Joe. Joe, so we got to talk about something. Listen, why, why did you why did you do me this way? You why you, you, you I, want me to come in and try to follow up Antron? <laughs> Thanks, pal. I mean, I finally get on here, and then he's on here. I mean, and look at this now, now, now. We're gonna have nothing compared to him. That's not true. That's, That's not, not true, true, Matt. That's not true. You got the juice, man. And. Yeah. And, and you're new, Matt. You're new. Like, you're not new at winning. You've won seven times before the U.S. Nationals, haven't you? Yeah, this is the U.S. Nationals was my seventh. Yeah. Your seventh, right? So in you won NHRA six times. In NHRA Pro Stock. In NHRA Pro Stock. So the craziest part of it is, like, when you when we all look, I'm going to let you know, Matt, from now on, because you've been winning some races. You've been winning a lot of races. When you look at other people and you tell them, hey, man, I'm going to spray the crowd. You got to stick with that, man. You got to spray the crowd, man. Okay. When you put that thumb over the bottle and I saw you hold it off to the side, I said, this Joker's about to get me. He's about to get me. And he said, yeah, I'm not an Antron. I'm like, 
Oh, you dirty rascal. I said, you dirty rascal. I said, this comes from them rookies that haven't won a lot yet. <laughs> yeah, and, and and let me tell you, it will happen again. <laughs> Join me on that stage, and, and I'll make sure we get both eyes, not just one of them. Well, well, I'm wearing some sunglasses next time. I saw your trick. You had the glasses on, so I should have knew it already. Yeah, the wraparounds, too. Yep. I'm coming for you next time. I'm coming for you, man. I'm coming for. I'm just letting you know. I might even have an extra bottle on the side that you don't even know about. Ah. <laughs> so yesterday, and and you know, obviously everybody knows who Jerry Haas is. You know, the world class chassis builder that he is. He's also my truck driver. He's uh, been so generous, and he's drove our truck for the last few years. And and now he's also he's become my laundry man. So. <laughs> I had, my, I had him take my fire suit to get clean. And he's like, you know, your fire suit really stunk like champagne. I'm like, yeah. And I said, I hope we can do that six more times this year. He goes, I'll take him all six times. Don't you worry. So he, he was laughing at just how sticky and nasty it smelled. So I'm sure yours was the same way. It was. I, I literally just got done washing because I don't have a truck driver that washes my laundry. I have who is, who is also a legendary chassis builder who has won like the last X amount of U.S. nationals in pro stock. All the ones that Erica didn't win yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah. So that it was I his truck. I, I would apologize, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so, hey. Antron, I know, you know, Michael Heiner, he's been out there saying congratulations, but he also says just a word of advice. He says, don't trust Hartford, Antron. Don't trust the Hartford. I got it already. I got it. I got it. That's what he says. So I got it. Uh, It was Indy. You know, it it, it was Indy. It was, uh, you know, a moment for me that I'd never experienced. I've been a runner up there before. But to to get through four rounds, you know, to to take a yellow hat, turn it into a blue hat. I didn't really care once I got on that stage. That, That bottle was getting emptied and it was getting emptied on anybody who was in the path of of the opening of it and and a couple sips for anybody that wanted it as well so it's uh it's you, you you've been fortunate to win there before i hadn't been it was a it was a dream come true for sure it's a life changer really it's it yeah. changes your first name it changes the way you're you know you'd won one race and now you've won multiple races in a season you kind of broke through that little uh weird thing but getting ready for the countdown but um you ran Erica, you ran a lot, but but the, the final round, though, you kind of gave everybody a heart attack, Antron. Were you up on what was happening in pro stock, or was that a little too far out in front? That was out far in front because we just barely made it up there. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys. Were- I heard him. I, I, heard, I, I had the radio playing on the tow vehicle coming up there, and uh, we were in there getting dressed and getting ready. And then uh, but the thing about it is when I, when I saw everything that was happening, and I saw what they ran in the semifinals. I had a, I had a feeling that it was Matt's day. I, I knew it was his day because you could just tell through round from round on how people go through the rounds. And uh, he was locked in, brother. He was locked in until the final round burnout, though. What'd you do in a burnout, Matt? What what happened? So so you know you you raced pro stock bike back in the day. Yes. Let's just say hypothetically. With your bike, you roll into the water, and and maybe there's not as much water as you need to be. And let's just say maybe you rolled too far, and your tire's completely dry, and you go oh, to let the out, and it just boom, and just basically hooked. tries to shoot. Yeah, it just hooks. So I tried it again, and it basically shut the motor off. So they pushed me back into the water. I refired it. The manifold was full of fuel, so it, it wouldn't idle clean. It was idling at about I don't know about nine thousand, I think. No, it was idling at about four thousand. And I rolled up and did a burnout and 
no issue then. You know, my only concern was is that obviously Excellent. I had a feeling the starter was going to try to tell me to shorten up my burnout. It was Indy. It was the final round. Yeah, I was going through my normal routine. But we're we're fast at our burnout. We back up fast. We stage. You know, we we roll up quick. So I don't really think I held up. Um, uh, quadra, you know, maybe an extra 10 seconds. And I had certain first thing I did was apologize to him at the other end of the track that I did hold him up a little bit. But um, I think it gave everybody a scare when I muffed the burnout, cars not running, and they're pushing me back into the water and quadra's already doing his burnout. So um, for me, my crew chief came on the radio, said, Matt, if that play is over, focus, move on. And that was the end of it. That's how it goes. That's 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 the making of a champ right there when you can block it all out. That's that's the hardest part that people never understand is that the ones that are good is no matter what comes their way, whatever happened, you got to leave that alone and focus on the next thing in front of you and not worry about it. Yeah. Don't let the emotions get to you. So Matt that applies doing, in any sport. Matt's been doing more interviews this week than he's done ever. I've seen him on heard him on every show that has been out there. He referenced something. I'm going to see if I can get him to talk about it, Antron. You got to help me out here because it, it ties into everything ties into everything all right so you know i heard matt and you have reference that you got a little bit of a a, a pep talk a, a talking to i don't know how you want to characterize it after brainerd about you know getting your mind right keeping your mind right right and uh well-known person in the industry who has also had some success at the u.s national and that person told me like a man, maybe I even overstepped my boundaries by saying such things, you know, but he's got to know. And he even referenced a conversation that happened about you uh, with the snake to tie it all together. And the commentary that was delivered to me was this. It's different when you're the hunter than when you're the hunted. That was a snake comment. Now, Antron, you, you understand that you've been that Matt, like, is that all coming together for you? And what can you share about that pep talk that clearly had some positive effect? Yeah, we, we, we really have had one of the best cars for most of the season and haven't capitalized on it very well because I've, I've, I've did a poor job of driving more often than, than not. And so Topeka really made a bad mistake in the second round against Derek. You know, I just, I felt bad for Heiner, you know, really wanted to, you know, let him have that round win, but, you know, then get to Brainerd and it goes right back to, we had, you know, Greg qualified number one, we qualified number two by a foul. We had the two best cars. We both roll up their second round. Greg goes out, loses by five foul. Uh, Aaron Stanfield, I had to run in the second round who I had covered by, let's just call it three hundreds. And he roped me into a staging battle. And, and it got me, it got me off my game. You know, we were, we sat there for a long time. The engine started to get warm, started to surge really bad. Wasn't clean. I tuned the engines. So now I'm concerned with, you know, wow, I didn't have a fuel map for when the water temp gets this high. What was I thinking? And I started thinking and quit reacting. And I, and so by the time I went in, uh, which I don't know what the time was, but it was a long time. You know, I went 50 something on the tree. He went 30 something on the tree and, I outran him by two and I lost by five thousand. And he he goaded me into it. And 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 rightfully so. I'm not I'm not upset at him at all. He did exactly what he needed to do. 
he needed to find an advantage over us and, and, and he did a great job of doing it. And as I'm driving back to Minneapolis, you know, I'm pretty, uh, pretty distraught to say the least. Uh, Mr. Mr. Galvin, uh, uh, he did, he called me and he spent a good solid hour and a half, um, including as I walked through security and had to hang up on him and then call him back. We spent a good hour and a half where I would say I said of 90 minutes, I talked for five. So he just brought me back to earth on everything that had happened from way back in the seventies when he raced, talked about snake, you know, talked about, you know, the mongoose talked about being the hunted versus, you know, the hunter and, and, you know, something that it really rang a bell to me. And it, it was like, when you have the dominant car and you need to just refocus on what you're doing, forget about who's in the other lane, forget about all the noise, forget about the distractions, go up there and make a qualifying run every time, allow, allow your faith in your team to come through. I, you know, I have a hundred percent faith in Eddie and KI and Adam and Amber. I know they're going to have the car set up, you know, to go to the front. If I do my job, if I just leave with the other driver, we're going to win the round. And I had really lost sight of that, I think, because I've always been the guy that's been three or four hundreds behind. And how can I play a game with this guy? Or how can I, you know, get this, this person off their game? But when you have a fast car, I don't think you need to do that. And that's what Pat really, it, it was a great conversation. And, and he told me with no uncertainty on Monday or Tuesday before we went to Indy, he says, look, I just got off the phone with Snake. He says, um, he said that you're the car to you're the car to beat at Indy. And I agree with him. So go win Indy. How about that? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That like that. Those are the stories, first of all, that you get on WFO radio. But those are the stories that are happening, like just under the surface, Antron, that like, you know, how do you how do you put that out there? But that make things happen. And then you guys get to all share the winner's circle, Matt. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, that was uh, th there was no doubt about it. That's when when Caps won. I went over to him. I said, "Well, that's going to make Galvin happy." And then uh, <laughs> and then when you won, I, I said the same thing. And it was like, you know, he I think he had uh, him and Trevor were were up there, and and, and so was Jason. They were on all the pictures with us. Um, you know, they came up. They you know they all had their well, you know, Pat and Trevor had their Getrick shirts on, so that was that was cool. And you know, they've been. Steve Bryson and Scott Bryson have been really influential on our program over this last year. You know, I've known them for a long time and they've stepped up to help us this year, which has really been, it's been a game changer for us. We've, you know, we've been able to advance in a couple areas that we weren't able to in the past. And, um, you know, and then just his, I, I probably talked to him, if not every day, five times a week, he's really good at just the, I think the, I think he's going to start charging me for therapy. I'm yeah. pretty sure that <laughs> you guys are kind of Getrix teammates, right? Like, I mean, that's kind of a, you're both yeah. under the Getrix uh, deal with uh, uh, the stuff you got going on Antron and, and Steve Bryson's been there and, and they jumped on board with Matt. And so in a way, this is like a quasi uh, teammate meeting. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Well, they're just good people, Steve Bryson and, uh, and talking with him all the time. And he, he loves racing. He's in every different type of racing, and uh, and now he's he's starting to slowly trickle back into the drag racing world. Like he's never left. He's always had a presence here, but he's been overseas doing a lot of different stuff, 
you know, overseas and stuff like that in, uh, in, into the road racing arena. So, uh, so he, he loves that too. And, uh, but the coolest part is, is that when you have Pat Galvin coming around and Trevor and all the good Trex crew and Steve, he's getting his, uh, he's getting his knee better right now. He had yeah. knee replacement surgery. So he's getting that stuff all tidied up and getting it all back together. So that's why we didn't get to see him at the U S nationals a whole bunch. And, uh, but the coolest part is, is that when you have them in your corner, they're always there for you. They know everything that you're going through. They know what's happening and they're always there to help you be the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? And that, and that's the thing about with all the partners that we have, like for Maco, for me and, and Toyota, Lucas, uh, Hanks, first, all those great people, Summit Racing, all those great people help with all that stuff, man. And when you get an uh, arsenal of them behind you, whatever you need, you you got somebody to rely on, lean on. And uh, and that that's the cool part about Pat. I know Matt knows that for sure because he'll, he'll, he'll give it to you when you need it. Trust me. He'll mess with you when you need it, but then – when things get rough, he goes, hey, man, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Keep your head up. And Trevor's just always happy-go-lucky. And yeah. Steve, he just brings the faith, man. You got to have faith. He just t- he just tells you this, this attitude just always up and up, man. It's a guy that's always got his glass half full, not half empty. So that that's very important, man. And uh, But it was fun seeing him because he came over our pit. Matt, like you know how Pat normally does, and goes, hey, he's come to say hello. But you ain't around. You're a little busy over here, busy over there. I think you have time for me no more. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, that, that's, that's normal. And, I, and honestly, I didn't see him on Sunday. He came over or Monday. He came over Monday morning early and basically wished me good luck. And I never seen him until literally the winter circle. That was the last yep. time I seen him. Um, now, I know I know from my crew he was on the line every single time, but he just stayed back and 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 just observed and. Um, we haven't really had a good debrief yet, but I'm, there's been a lot of text back and forth, but I'm sure this weekend we'll have a nice little debrief and, uh, <laughs> and he doesn't like attention either. And so he's probably angry at me for bringing this all up, but I think it's a very important sub story, like just underground as to why things happen. Uh, Antron, we're going to let you go. I know you're busy. You spent 40 minutes with us and I always appreciate that, but give me your Reading preview. Hartford, you stick around. I got a couple more questions for you, but here we go. House of Chaos, Maple Grove Raceway, set the tone for the countdown to the championship next weekend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be on. And the way the weather looks, the way it's trending over there, it looks oh. like it's going to be It looks like it's going to be like mid to high 70s, maybe low 80s at the hottest. And we're at sea level, a lot of oxygen, a lot of trees, all the normal aspirated racers love it. They're going to love it. And we're going to love it because uh, the track should be really good. And we're going to make power a lot easier. And you're going to see a lot of fast, super fast side-by-side runs. And the Chaos family, the Koretsky family, they do a really good job with that facility since they took it over. They've been doing a lot of upgrades, pumping it up. And we've been helping with it. And for me, that's my hometown track. I'm a Jersey boy. So we don't have English town no more. So that is my hometown track. That's literally like literally 45 miles from where I grew up at. So. I look forward to going back there. My uncle's going to be there racing a top dragster. Nice. He's going to be out there on the sportsman side. And uh, we're going to see what we can make happen, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there and just getting it on, man. And that's Hanksifer's hometown, one of my sponsors, Hanksifer's and Streamlight, flashlight company. So we have, we're going to have a lot of guests from them out there. And uh, 
it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, but our main focus is, is going in and going off this momentum from this U.S. National, and hopefully we can uh, parlay that and keep on qualify better for sure. Yeah, That's the game plan, and then take it one round at a time, Joe. That's the game plan, brother. Well, you're starting a lot higher than you did last year, and last year you finished second. So if that's a harbinger of things to come, it's going to be a very exciting countdown. I don't think there's really a favorite. You could say Justin is because of his wins on the season, but everybody's bringing out new stuff. New season starts next weekend. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Good luck, Antron. Thank you so yes. much. For coming Thank you, time. Joe. Great yeah, job, congratulations. Take care. You too, buddy. Goes Antron Brown with us here on WFO Radio, and now it's just me and Hartford. All right. Yeah, I was very. Jason Galvin's bugging me on my phone right now. Hang While on. we're doing the show, Jason yeah. Galvin, come on. Yes, you know how he is. You want to hear something that that guy did? First of all, he went to the fourth round at the he U.S. Did. Nationals and Super Comp, and that deserves great credit. Uh, you notice now that Antron's like I can. He's like the, the Antron Brown, the multi-time world champion. Like now I can loosen up. But Jason Galvin invites me to be on his podcast. Did you know that? I didn't know he had one. Well, he does have a podcast, except oh. then he doesn't post it. He did like I do the work and then he didn't post it. He didn't get on the air until like days, days later. So everyone, you can go back and hear last last week's pre U.S. Nationals hype on that. But um, all right, Hartford, you want Indy, man. You yeah. just got to hang out with Antron Brown, that very reflective, deep thought about Pat Galvin's <sighs> speech to you. You want Indy. What's right there? The, What's the haps, man? Like, what is this? How does this feel? All of it, man. It's a, it, it's a feeling like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it because I never. Yeah, there, there you go. It's uh, there's Jason Gallon. It's the biggest race of the year. There's only one thing bigger than winning Indy, I think, and that's winning the championship. You know, I don't know. I think you've seen some of the in-car camera in the final round, man. I was. I, I was over the top going after the shoots came out. And then I seen all the video of all, of everything with my crew on the starting line from the time I swapped feet all the way down. They were <laughs> they were going nuts. And, and and I think my wife was leading that charge of the excitement on the starting line. Um, it, it's a feeling like no other. It really hasn't set in. And, right. Well, you're. I say it all the time, and and Jason Logan always says I'm the king of hyperbole, right? I like I make it bigger, as big as it is possible. But your life, in many ways, your drag racing, racing life, you're uh, you're very good because you keep them separate, and you have a lot of good things going on other than drag racing. But your drag racing life just changed totally. Like two days ago or four days ago, you're the guy who won some races in pro stock and had a nice little streak of winning one race a year, and you're in the mix. And now you're U.S. Nationals winner, Matt Hartford. Yeah, which is it's just a totally different deal you got a key to the uh, executive washroom now yeah there's a they can never take that away that is a grueling race and and there's been a lot of people you know there's been a lot of people win indy and everybody knows the struggles of winning around let alone winning a race let alone winning a five qualifying you know nine round total race it's uh but to go there you know and i go back to my crew the, the car that they prepared for nine runs, we were low for this session, I think six or seven times out of the nine and two of them for sure were, we were testing. We had something, you know, on the car that a setup that we know shouldn't go low for the round. And we still went third for the round that, uh, that, that says a lot about Eddie and, and, and Chris and Adam. And, and like I said, you know, without my wife's support, I, I couldn't do this. So, I'm lucky to be the, the the nut behind the wheel and 
you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, stand on stage and make sure Anfron needed to dry clean his fire suit. Yeah, he did not sound like he was happy. He sounded like there was a slight, legit, uh, you know, discomfort there. He got it in his eye, man. He needs that. I, I don't really care. Uh, it's his eye. It, 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 well, I mean, he basically, you know, he should have better sunglasses and he should probably be a little more prepared. I'm, See, I'm not it's because... Total Steel has Formula One customers, and they know how to do the champagne, and they always spray each other. Nobody right. sprays the crowd, the reporters, the media, because no offense, nobody cares about those people, us, me, like those people. It's about the drivers, man, in Formula One. You spray each other. Didn't break his Wally. I mean, his Wally was still sitting there just yeah, fine. So so. I feel like you did it right, and I am always disappointed that the drivers collude to spray everyone but each other. Glad you sprayed Antron. Yeah. So when he said, We're not, let's just make a pact for not spraying each other, everybody kind of nodded their head. And then the words that came out of my mouth, I can't use on, on TV or on your show, but it was something like, Blanket, this is indie. I don't care. <laughs> and yeah. it was, uh, um, it was good. Um, so don't make an alliance on Survivor with Matt Hartford because he will break the alliance. Yeah. No, it was, uh, look, to, to go, you know, the whole, the whole deal of monday changed after the first pair our entire game plan for for monday basically go back and, and redraw up what we're thinking to the point that during the cleanup we even wrote we even turned around went back to the pits and made changes on the car um knowing that we were now going to have to go into the right lane and and e1 we had no intention of rolling up there to be in the right lane and after we're looking at the track and you know they they didn't use any lacquer thinner on the oil. They just started use oil dry on it. And, and we were convinced that the oil was going to still be in the track today. Even, um, you weren't getting that gear oil out, not and get it, not and get it back to the way the left lane should have been had that not happened. So, like I said, we rolled back to the pits, made some changes, Eddie made some changes, got back up there and said, okay, we're in the right lane. And, and even second round, we rolled up in the left lane, hoping that it was going to be better. And, um, you know, your cohort in crime there, Alan Reinhardt, you know, I guess, it, you know, Eddie told me that he's up in the announcer booth saying he didn't understand what we were doing. We were Dallas ran in front of us and went 63 against the 64 out of the right lane. He says, Matt's taking the slower lane. Well, I, I don't think it was the slower lane. I think it was the correct lane we were taking. Um, you got to have faith in your crew chief. And he walks up there and he looks at it and he says, you know something, this lane, there's parts of it that are really good. There's parts of it that it's going to be a struggle to get through. Now, Heiner got through it. I mean, Derek went right down through and made a really nice run, but, uh, he said, we're set up for the right lane. We're, we're going to move over to the right lane. And, and honestly, after that, I, we got back to the pits and I said, so what do you think? And he goes, we're not coming out of that lane now. We're, we are in the right. Our setup is based around that lane. I don't care what happens. We're not leaving it. Right. So. Okay. So to and not to spend any time defending Alan Reinhardt, but I really think because I listened to all of that and I was um, people who watched the show yesterday. I was very aggravated by that mistake and it was terrible. Like I saw Erica go like this. And like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what is it? And I see the cap on the ground. And I know nobody does that on purpose. And it's a horrible, egregious mistake. And it's terrible. And a person probably feels super guilty. And I, I 
not personal, but it definitely changed the whole outcome of the race and pro stock. Like it changed the whole outcome of, of you had to uh, go into a triage situation and switch up thing. He went back to the pits, et cetera. And so on. Eddie looked like he was, hmm. you know, dealing with a lot, making those decisions. I think Alan was just trying to, convey to the fans like hey guys the whole race isn't ruined you know it's not ruined guys like we can still have a decent race here don't worry the whole u.s nationals isn't ruined because of this thing and i I think he was trying to convey that story to the yeah no disrespect to what he was saying at all all that did was take you it made you it made lane choice more important but less important if that makes sense because had indy been indy and the sun being out, had the clouds stayed a little bit more away and the sun on the track, the left lane was going to be two hundredths better than the right lane all day. So by that happening, now you you kind of even the lanes. The right lane certainly wasn't as good as what the left lane was through the you know the previous days. But now the left lane had a lot of issues too. So you had two completely different lanes with different characteristics. Choose your battle. Which which one? What do you want to try to navigate? Do you want to try to navigate a lane that's maybe a little thicker, a little greasier? Or do you want to navigate a lane that's got gear oil soaked into it? And you've got to try to get the car, you know, if you can get it to leave, you got to be able to get it in the second gear. And the and the left lane drags you left really hard. So you've got to set your car up pointed right. And one way or the other, you're going to get one of those wheels, one of the tires into where the gear oil was at some point. And, and I think, and, and I feel bad for him and I don't really ever feel bad for other racers because we're all up there to win. But I think Greg not qualifying well had the, had the, he was the biggest loser out of all of it because he was only like the next, like the second car down that had to go down afterwards. And he was in that lane. And I mean, it just, it wasn't happy. I mean, he, you know, he was in that mess and I think you would have seen a lot more closer races. Some of them earlier pairs had that not happened. Yeah, but it's part of your U.S. Nationals victory story, and you just don't know, like, why things happen in the cosmos. And so it it is what it is. You won Indy. We will have a new Total Seal behind pro stock, behind the scenes uh, video dropping in the next couple of weeks. We did that. We had some tech talks. We had a bunch of stuff going on that wasn't necessarily uh you know we didn't know you were going to win but it was all uh, it was all good in fact we did a hidden horsepower preview which is very cool for people to go back and listen to how what, what was this guy thinking about before you went in and you got the job done at the u.s nationals let's now turn our attention to maple grove are you do you know how to be the hunter i think indy proved it i mean we went in there our goal i think i said it last week our goal was to go into to Indy and be top of the sheet Friday night. And then our goal was to turn on four wind lights on, on Monday. Uh, look, <laughs> Mason McGahey took a play out of my playbook that I've used many times against people when I've been way behind. You know, after I was pre-staged, he sat there for a good 30 seconds, maybe longer before he even pre-staged. And all of his crew guys... You know, I ask, you know, I ask a couple of people that were on the line. I'm like, was he just, was Pete still setting his wheelie bars or what was going on? And they're like, no, no, he was, everybody was back. He just was, you know, taking his good old time to pre-stage. And, you know, so he slow played a, a ton with me, which if I didn't get baited into it, as soon as 
he went in and pre-stage. I, you know, got my brake pressure on. I went right in. Second round, you know, Camry decided she wanted to essentially double ball me. Um, you know, trying to trying to get me to take some sort of bait. You know, as as I'm just turning on my pre-stage ball, her second ball comes on. Don't know if they were talking about it on the radio or, you know, I know she likes to go in first, but that was definitely trying to get me off my game. Third round, the round that you would think something would happen. Um, look, I had a better car than Erica. We were, you know, that the round before we were only a thousand difference, but overall for the weekend, I, I think I'd had consistently a little bit better car than hers. So I was like, if we can leave together, I'm going to outrun her. And there was, we both pre-staged it about the same time. We both staged it about the same time. I don't know who went in first on either ball, but I know there, if you go back, I guess if I go back and watch the video, there's not a lot of, no one's trying to mess with each other. And then in, in the finals, uh, you know, Fernando, Fernando and I went in, you know, there was no games there. So I, I've realized don't, don't let that noise distract me. And that, that comes from a lot of, a lot of conversations with my team and a lot of conversations with my chassis builder and definitely a lot of conversations with Mr. Galvin. And so do I know how to be the hunter? I think Indy proved that we can focus on the job at hand and not let the noise bother us. You said after Norwalk years ago on, on the mic somewhere, like she's got me by five hundredths of a second. What am I supposed to do? Just mm -hmm. go up there and lose? And I, that made a lot of sense to me at the time when you were 500 behind. Now other teams are behind you. Makes sense that they would be thinking the same way. And yeah. uh, there's no harm in that. That's that's part of drag racing. All right, but I know you're busy. You got to go. Got to let you go. But you gave the medallion to KI. Eddie gave a wonderful interview on the starting line. Unfortunately, I had to wrap him up because we were thrown down to the top end. But he said, you know, they say I never smile. They say that's I true. never smile, but I'm smiling now. Like he had a whole thing. I can't wait to go back. Adam, your brother, who tricked me into doing multiple sets of uh, mounting tires. That's okay, though. Just um, to be able to deliver those, like, for those guys. Yeah, that, that, that was huge. I mean, they, they work so hard. And, you know, as I've said a million times, and I just want to make sure it's clear that all these teams work extremely hard out there. There's no doubt. I mean, every team that you race against, every person on the crew works extremely hard. The difference between our crew and most of the crews, I'm here today working at Total Seal. You know, Chris is working at CIP1. Adam and Eddie are working on the houses that they build. Uh, you know, our, our day job isn't working on a race car um, where that doesn't take, you know, I don't, I don't want to diminish what anybody else does. You know, I know the guys, everybody at KB is busting their butts right now, and I'm sure everybody at Elite is doing the same thing. But their focus is the race car and the engines and the hauler and everything else none of us are in a position to be able to do that so for you know for us to be able to come out there and run at the level we're running right now it uh it, it means a lot to me it means a lot to you know my entire family there all our sponsors um you know and all the media that's really supported us great stuff all right what i'm going to do is i'm going to lift this audio and i'm just going to put it out on hidden horsepower as well so if there's anyone in the total seal world you need to thank you should do that right now but um Pretty amazing and get to start again because now it's championship time, right? The biggest single race is in the rearview mirror. You won it. The six biggest races together with that white hat at the end at In-N-Out Burger drag strip at the In-N-Out Burger finals. That's six races away and it's never been closer. So uh, no. just give me a final thought. 
No, it's uh, and like you said, you know, I'm here at Total Seal today, and and you know, we got just about 60 people who all, you know, who all really care about what they do. They're all really passionate about making sure that we put out the best product every day, and and you know, without all the support of every each and every employee here at Total Seal, there's no way I could do this. You know, really happy to see that. You know, we had the Total Seal colors on the car this weekend at Indy. You know, that's a uh, you know, that's going to be a, a picture that's on the wall forever that the Total Seal car won Indy. And, you know, the reason we can do it is is because of our Total Seal family. Everybody here supports it. Everybody believes in it, you know, and everybody's happy when they can turn on the TV and see, you know, race cars, whether it's our race car or a car that's, you know, at Monaco going around. They know that they have something to do with why that car is winning. And there's a lot of pride and everybody here is, uh, is really passionate about making that happen. Well, there you go. Congratulations, Matt. Appreciate it. And yeah, uh, also there's a WFO sticker right under your number. And I appreciate that too. And I thought, uh, yes, but a little slightly less visible than the one on the car, but I appreciate it because now like I'll be in the archive now, like the WFO exists. It's in the archive. Like 50 years from now, they'll be looking back at the national dragster photos and they can't, I mean, I guess they could crop it out, but thank you for that. Yeah. Anytime. And like, and like I said, it's uh, you know, we, we appreciate what you do. You know, we appreciate what, you know, all the different media outlets have, have done. You know, there's been a lot of media this week. Um, but most important, you know, when you get to these events, you know, hats off to all these NHRA guys. We've went three races in a row that whether, you know, whether you're the announcer, whether you're the safety safari, you know, whether, you know, you're, you're there in the concession stands, all of these people that come out and work at the track to keep, keep the show going on and keep us drivers safe have had to deal with almost 100 degree weather at, you know, anywhere between 40 and 70 percent humidity for three grueling races in a row. And when, you know, when Antron says it's going to be in the seventies and eighties in Reading, that's going to be like Arctic weather for all of us. So, but hats off to all the, to everybody, you know, at NHRA for all they do for us. Excellent. All right, Matt, I'll let you get back to work. I know you got to, got to go back to the shipping, right? Shipping and receiving, you do shipping, man, my shipping manager on Tuesday, I get off the plane. I come here. I'm, I'm dead ass tired. Cause I've only got three hours of sleep shipping manager is on vacation my shipping backup shipping clerk she had called in sick which you know it happens to everybody my vp of operations was on vacation they're the only three in the building that understand how shipping works here except for myself so i i went back and and i literally was in my office for about 15 seconds i set the wally down on my desk i walked back and i uh took over my role as, as shipper for the day. And, and I joked to somebody, I finally got upgraded from janitor to shipping. So it was good. Time to make the donuts, man. You know, got to get back out there. Racers want to race. They need their rings. That's All right, right, Matt, back to work. See you All in right. a few weeks. Maple Grove, Eddie's home track, House of Chaos. It's going to be tough. We start again. Good luck. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Joe. Matt Hartford wins Indy, the 69th Dodge Power Brokers U.S. Nationals, forever enshrined in drag racing immortality as a U.S. Nationals winner and Indy winner. Just amazing, along with Ron Caps in the Don the Snake car, Antron Brown. They both went back to back. Matt Smith went back to back, and Hartford was the only first time winner in the Camping World Series. And he uh, sprayed them all in the face with the champagne, and they, they were not happy. 
But hey, that that's the way it goes. Those are the breaks. Simple as that. The National Hot Rod Association playoff, known as the Countdown, gets started in Maple Grove, Pennsylvania, the House of Chaos, the Pep Boys NHRA Nationals. And I just think it is so much more interesting for listeners of Hidden Horsepower and those of you who are watching all of Lake's great technical videos to know that the guy who is facilitating it all is also very successful on the racetrack. And now, you know, the resume cannot be denied. Pretty amazing stuff. Congratulations, Matt Hartford and team. Good luck in the countdown. Good luck to everybody who's going to be out there racing. And hey, remember, let me take the role of Mr. Keith Jones, the director of technical sales, who did such a great job out there at those trackside tech talks, which were awesome. More to come later on this year. Make Total Seal your first call, not your last call. They can answer all your questions. They can get it all done. And we certainly appreciate all you guys. So be sure to subscribe, click that bell down there. Never miss an episode. If you're on Apple podcasts or Spotify, write us a review to subscribe, click that bell down there. Never miss an episode. If you're on Apple podcasts or Spotify, write us a review and never miss an episode. That's going to do it for this U.S. Nationals Winner's Edition of Hidden Horsepower. More episodes to come. Thank you so much, guys, and congratulations to the team.